Hey, Ness. Hey, Em. So have you ever done a cleanse before yourself? You know, I don't think I have. And there's definitely a time in my life where I think I definitely could have, but I don't think I have. What about you? I was not able to escape that myself. And I ended up falling prey. Yeah. Fall prey to this whack influencer. And I think I did it with someone else, but I can't really remember who now. But it was like a set of specific meals and they were pretty much like only vegetables. And we had to do it for three full days. It was three or four. And by the end of the second day, I was like, yeah, I'm tapping out. Like, I can't do this. I did not make it. Um, I remember being so angry at work. And then also I tried to go to yoga like at the end of the first or the second day before I tapped out and I was just so exhausted because of the intense food restriction. There was like no snacks. It was like three meals a day and they were like, look, it's a cleanse you can eat on. Like you're so lucky to be on this one instead. And yeah, I was like halfway through and I was like, forget this. Like I can't do this. You know, it's really wild how we've convinced ourselves that not eating is better than eating. You know what? The funny thing is, is people will say, I need to do a detox, yet they'll smother a bunch of antiperspirant in their armpits and then get Botox injections in their hairline so they are not sweating. And that's wildly backwards. Right. It's just so confusing, like, that people are on this giant quest to cleanse and detox and they're still, like, drinking multiple glasses of wine every night. It's a really interesting sort of trend we're dealing with right now and I can't wait to talk about it yeah let's just let's get right into it welcome to this week's episode of wellness myths today we're here to talk all about cleanses which is kind of a favorite topic of mine especially living in portland on the west coast it kind of comes up often i feel like i know somebody on a juice cleanse pretty regularly and so i'm really excited to just get all my feelings out right now (laughs) and honestly it's kind of a weird topic to cover because cleanse or detox it doesn't really have one definite it could be potentially a lot of different things like like emily was talking about when we started your cleanse could be something where you're just eating vegetables or it could be something where you're just like drinking water and lemon and cayenne it could be something where you're like getting scent meals and you're taking a bunch of supplements so it kind of is like all across the map Yeah, totally. Some cleanses have some sort of sweating component like in a sauna or some sort of dietary supplement. Maybe you're only drinking juice. Basically, the general idea is you eliminate this wide amount of foods in the goal of eliminating toxins, quote unquote, in your body overall. And these demonized foods could be kind of the ones that you probably think about, like sweeteners and animal products, dairy, soy, even peanuts or corn, additives, anything like that, in addition to alcohol and caffeine, are commonly restricted in a cleanse. The one thing that I kind of want to share right off the bat is that your digestive system is not tired. Like that's something that I hear so often, like, oh, you need to give your digestion a break. No, like it's not sleepy. Like it's, Uh it's, 
it's still going. It doesn't need like a rest from eating by restricting your calories in a cleanse. It really doesn't need that. And there's always this idea of you need to give your body time to detoxify itself. And while we know our body has natural detox systems, and we'll talk more about that in a minute, you need fuel. Your organs need fuel to do what they need to do. So the fact that people say, oh, you know, you need to do this thing so your body can work on it, yet you're not giving your body any fuel to do what it needs to do is very, very backwards thinking. Yeah, it's kind of like how every time, Vanessa and I are always saying this, it's like not really about what you can subtract and what you can restrict, but it's really about what you can add in. And so that's kind of like the antithesis to the cleanse idea. And the fact that, you know, thinking that we need to eliminate things and give our body a break, well, our kidneys, liver, and colon are all responsible for eliminating toxins. And those are just working all the time in the body. They don't like shut down for a little nap or anything like that. Like that's happening all the time. And if you're an otherwise healthy individual, like I think a lot of the folks doing cleanses are, then your body's doing all this work for you all the time. Yeah. And I mean, like I mentioned before with you know, talking about antiperspirants and injecting Botox into your hairline, your skin is your largest organ and sweat is the way you detox in that particular route, I guess. So the fact that it's just crazy to me that we we think we need to not eat anything and that's going to help us. Yeah, totally. Just another piece of diet culture demonizing certain foods and making us think they're poison or toxic. So something else when we think of, you know, starving ourselves and for the sake of detoxing ourselves, for certain heavy metals like lead, you actually absorb more lead on an empty stomach. So by starving yourself, you are actually exposing yourself more to certain metals like lead that you don't want built up in your system. Yeah, totally. And I think that another maybe even a myth is like, oh, well, if I'm eating some foods, it's okay. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not starving myself on this cleanse. Well, you know, if we look at a juice cleanse, for example, I mean, your blood sugars like could be sky high during your juice cleanse. You've got no fiber. It's just like a bunch of fruit juice and nothing else. You're not getting protein. You're not getting enough calories. I highly doubt you're drinking enough juice to like reach your calorie limit because Uh that would be kind of hard. Juices are fairly low in calories. And so your body is just sitting there like, what the hell? I need all of this food. And so even if you're just giving it a little bit, it's still not enough. You need to be meeting your needs. And when we don't meet our needs, then the body starts feeling those negative side effects. It could be something like weakness or fatigue, irritability. You could start having indigestion. And those things are so commonly written off as like, oh, that's just part of the cleanse. Like Uh that's just the toxins leaving your body. No, that's just you not eating enough calories. Yeah. And it's really funny too, because there are so many books and people that are promoting these cleanses and detoxes so heavily. But this this episode was actually kind of hard to research for because there really is no research. Emily and I were on the phone before we jumped on this recording. And I was saying to her, like, there's this review that I was looking at. And 
it's basically just saying that all of the there's not very much research that's been done on cleanses or detoxes but the ones that have are basically just garbage like super poor quality not peer-reviewed and basically just showed weight loss because of calorie restriction exactly and that that usually almost assuredly leads to weight gain afterwards once the person resumes their normal diet, which our listeners know all about that. And we run into, and Emily was touching on this before, another thing where it's kind of, it makes me think of celery juice, right? People start doing detoxes where maybe it's a juice cleanse or something like that. And they are like, oh my gosh, I feel day one, they're thinking, oh my goodness, I feel so much better. I feel lighter, whatever it might be. But it's kind of like, okay, well, what were you eating before? Or were you not eating anything at all before in the morning? And now you're, for example, drinking celery juice and hydrating yourself and getting a bunch of nutrients in the morning. I mean, yeah, you're going to set yourself up for feeling a little better during the day. Or, you know, maybe instead you're like driving through a fast food restaurant to get a quick breakfast and then it's like sitting in your stomach like a brick all morning versus having this like light juice that has a lot of vitamins and nutrients in it. Yeah, totally. I agree with all of that. And then, of course, placebo effect, you feeling like you're taking control over an area of your life, which is also a really common feeling with people with disordered eating. It's kind of this feeling of like, okay, at least I can control how many calories I have for breakfast, or at least I'm doing the right thing for my body by doing this juice cleanse. So I think it really has to do with how much you're believing in it as well. And it really could be a window into some information. You know, if your cleanse has you avoiding something that you're usually intolerant to, maybe you do feel better off of that. Maybe you're eating less sugar so that your blood sugar is a bit more stabilized. You're eating more fiber, you know, on a cleanse that does happen to include food. And then, you know, sometimes people are really just excited about this water weight loss, which in our culture, I can, I get how that's really a measurement of success. But yeah, unfortunately it comes right back on no matter what anyways, after you start eating your regular diet again. It kind of reminds me too, like, you know, about people who feel better. I have a cousin who did this cleanse and I feel like maybe we even talked about this before, Vanessa, but like she was in this cleanse. It was a person like an Institute for Integrative Nutrition person, which is kind of this like nutrition coach thing certification you can do and a lot of these people who graduate from there do these cleanses and all of the food was like super super restricted like you know you couldn't have peanuts a certain phase of the cleanse took out all nightshade vegetables like all this stuff and for a long time she was like this literally changed my life because she learned how to cook she ended up veering more plant-based like now she's ethically vegan and it's it's a part of her life and she was like oh my god without this cleanse i never would have found any of this stuff and while that's all true could she have found all of that stuff made all these realizations discoveries about herself without the cleanse in just a different way you know so it's like yeah i see how sometimes people feel this benefit from it but there's also i mean another thing was that she believed herself to be gluten intolerant for a while and was missing out on all these nutrients that involved gluten and unnecessarily now she eats it all the time realize it's really just more of a dairy thing but it's like you know yeah this kind of helped her figure things out but I mean she was gluten-free for a really long time and 
it makes me sad that, you know, these cleanses can kind of prey on people like, oh, this is going to change your life. And look, I gave you this benefit. But what about the downsides that we kind of just don't really hear about as often? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it, it makes me think of too, and Emily, you'll be able to talk about this way more um, than I would be able to, but even the cleanses that, um, that are taking away all of your solid foods and someone who maybe does have a, more of a, you know, disordered pattern of eating, especially if you're taking away all solid foods as like these aren't good and the only foods that are good are like juices or something like that. I just can't imagine that going well for someone who is already, you know, maybe triggered by some solid foods and then is having all of the solid foods taken away. Yeah, it it's really funny you say that. She actually, my cousin just texted me like all of these lessons that she learned from her cleanse. And so mm -hmm. I'll just... Sure. It's in line exactly with what you're saying. The idea that ingredients or foods can be clean, something's mm -hmm. bad or inflammatory that really isn't like with mm -hmm. gluten or, you know, the demonization of sugar. And then she had said a lot of it was like feeling shamed. Like when she was in the group, I remember she had asked something like, oh, you know, is anybody feeling these cravings for chocolate or wine or whatever? And the facilitator was like shut that shit down so quick and was like nope like you guys don't need to be talking about this like it's just not good for your cleanse like you don't need to be like ruminating on what you can't have which is like well that's really natural human behavior and then also this person when they were talking about the eat for breakfast she was eating you know a slice of toast with peanut butter and chia seeds some honey on it and a cup of black coffee and she was like nope 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 absolutely not you know that's like not a good meal for you to be having so it's really interesting like for what you know I never tell anybody that they're having a bad meal I'll just say like oh what about like adding a banana to that right something uh -huh. like that like what about a piece of fruit like identifying that kind of like hole in the meal but to be shaming people which i think even if it is less outward than her experience is really the undercurrent of the cleanse like if you don't finish the cleanse you did a bad job and you know they're really not supportive in feeling that food freedom especially if you do have disordered eating which pretty much everybody does at this point with some sort of disordered eating if you say clean foods or you know junk foods all the time then you know i'd invite you to do some examining because uh -huh. it's really insidious. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy all the ways that it can creep up for people, like even the things that you don't think about that you're going to struggle with for a long time. And it takes a really, really long time to unlearn that. And even if you consciously unlearn it, it's kind of an unconscious thing at a certain level. Yeah, definitely. And it's so normalized. So people are like, oh, whatever, you know, especially in certain cultures and circles, cleanses are just like, oh, that's what you do. It's kind of your punishment for like doing something bad. Like if, you know, you're like ate a lot of Taco Bell and like drank some vodka this weekend, you're like, oh, I need to do a cleanse. Like I need to just reset all of these things, which that might totally be true for you. You know, just eating fruits and vegetables and drinking water is going to set you on your right path. <laughs> exactly. And if someone were to come to Emily or myself and say, I really want to detox my body, I want to cleanse my body. The first thing we would be doing is adding things to their diet versus taking things away. I would never be 
um, unless there's a food that's triggering them for some reason, but that has nothing to do with the detox or cleanse. If there's a certain food that's not making them feel good, of course, you might want to take that out. But we're going to be suggesting foods to add in. We're not going to suggest foods to take out. Yes, definitely. And it kind of makes me think about probably the most restrictive cleanse besides like a full water cleanse where like you only drink water for a long time, whatever. I don't even Mm -hmm. want to give that air time, to be honest. And I don't want to with this one either, but it's kind of funny. The master cleanse, you kind of touched on it at the beginning. And this was something that was so popular and it was really like the Hollywood celebrity cleanse. Well, Beyonce did it. Yeah, Beyonce did it for Dreamgirls. And, and they know they sell juices at like, like the Suja brand sells like master cleanse juices. And they're literally just like maple syrup and water, whatever. Okay. So what they, what you do in this cleanse is you take a quart of warm salt water in the morning and then you consume a 60 ounce concoction of water, lemon juice, maple syrup, and cayenne pepper throughout the day. And then you finish with a cup of laxative tea in the evening. And they want you to do this for 10 days. So this is no food for 10 days. And like kind of a little list of Harvard review of cleanses. And they're really clear that there's absolutely no data on this particular diet. But they're quick to point out that many studies have shown that fasting completely and extremely low calorie diets for 10 whole days in a row do invariably lower the body's metabolic rate as we're really struggling to conserve the energy that we do have. And typically, once that dieter resumes normal eating, rapid weight gain will follow. It's usually related to fluid loss, as we've said, and these frequent bowel movements provided by your salt water and your laxative tea. So really, once normal intake is regained, then the weight comes back as well. And it's an all-carb diet and it's 600 calories a day which i mean no yeah (laughs) not at all you could impair your bowel function deplete electrolytes you can mess up your gut doing that i mean you can get metabolic acidosis it's very bad and dangerous and so i don't want to understate that at all yeah i mean the little to no i guess the only benefit would be there there are no benefits No, let's just say there's not because like, yeah, you're drinking 60 ounces of water. Okay, cool. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's the only thing I'm happy that you're doing it. Also, why is there maple syrup in it? Yeah. Just, I I guess guess just like to give you some carbs. So you're not completely brain fogged. But it's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's so nuts. And it's really not doing anything for you. So I feel like we should leave everyone with sort of okay, you're not going to do a cleanse anymore. Uh If you were considering it, now you're like, I'm going to throw that idea out the window. So really, what can we do instead if we feel like, oh, we really want to cleanse the body in some specific way for whatever reason? Maybe you are, you've been exposed to um, toxic mold or some sort of environmental toxin. Vanessa was bringing up like the lead issue earlier. So there's definitely a small population of people that might want to cleanse or what you can do just to support those detox pathways. Mm -hmm. So our liver, kidneys, skin, lungs, and GI tract are constantly detoxing our bodies naturally. So again, like we mentioned before, these are the organs that you want to support to make sure um, you're 
healthfully detoxing your body. And the way that I would recommend you do that is eating lots of fiber. So I would say 30 to 35 grams a day, drinking lots of water, cruciferous veggies like cauliflower, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and prebiotics and probiotics for gut health. If you listened to our probiotic episode, you'll remember our goals, which are our prebiotics, which is garlic, onion, artichokes, leeks, and shallots. And then probiotics, of course, are like our fermented foods. Yeah, totally. And there's some supplements even that have been proven to help support your liver function, like milk thistle or dandelion teas. Definitely working with the guidance of a healthcare provider on that one, just because taking a bunch of just random liver detoxifying supplements is not your next move. (laughs) Start eating the vegetables first. And then if you still feel like you need a little more then you can talk to somebody and get a little more specific with the supplements. And, and tea also, is great too. Yeah, absolutely. So many antioxidants. And another thing too, from kind of where I practice is working on your relationship with food and exercising from a non-restrictive standpoint. You know, this could mean more vegetables, more walks, more water, all those kind of basic things that aren't really that sexy or new to talk about. But if you're constantly restricting every day, your detox pathways are not working quite the way that they should. So, you know, if you're restricting yourself under 1200 calories a day, it's, it, they're not working. And so it's going to be difficult to heal really anything that's going on if you're in that state. And, and two, also, if you feel like you really have some sort of intolerance, then an elimination diet, ideally with the help of a dietitian could help. If you feel like there are certain things that bother your system specifically that you feel like you need to cleanse from. I mean, first and foremost, foremost, just drink enough water sweat it out poop it out yeah yeah make sure you're also having good bowel movements right Mm -hmm. okay let's see so i'm actually drinking skinny tea right now (laughs) oh my god no i was literally just gonna say everybody's gonna be able to see well i don't think the kardashians do the flat tummy tea anymore oh they don't used to their asses used to I, i remember seeing that a lot But, you know, now the next time when you see one of these little advertisements or your friends like, oh, my God, let's do a cleanse together. We were so bad this weekend and ate all this bad food. You're going to know exactly what to tell them. You're going to say, listen, check out Wellness Myths. And they told us all why we don't need to do this. And let's just go get some salads together instead. Tell your friend no need for the skinny teas. Maybe just uh, go to the gym or go to the sauna and sweat it out instead. (laughs) 